You're listening to In Her Voice, a podcast brought to you by Women in Hollywood. I'm your host, Melissa Silverstein, and this podcast is dedicated to supporting and amplifying the voices of women who work in the global entertainment business. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Here's my interview with director Nikki Caro. She is currently the director of The Mother, starring Jennifer Lopez in an action thriller that is now streaming across the world on Netflix. Nikki made one of my favorite movies in the world called Whale Rider. And if you haven't seen that, what are you waiting for? I hope you enjoy this interview. Hi, I'm Melissa Silverstein from Women in Hollywood and In Her Voice podcast. Hello, Nikki. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Good. So great to see you. Congratulations on this movie. It was quite a thrill ride. Thank you. So talk a little bit about how you came onto this film. Yeah, I was developing something else with Jennifer and her team, and they sent me this script. But strangely enough, I just got a script. I didn't get a title page. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it. And I started reading it. It was wall-to-wall action. There was almost no dialogue. I, I loved it so much. And I get a really strong feeling that Jennifer was the only person that could play the mother. She is so fierce as a performer. She is such a great actress. So she had both of those things, legendary skill and precision as a physical performer, but also real depth as a dramatic actress. And she herself is just so fiercely maternal. And yeah, it was a perfect combination, really. Yeah, I was reading in the notes and she said she's never had a role like this, a movie of this magnitude Mm. where she was the lead. That kind of took me back and was just like, oh, okay. What do you think about that? Like that Jennifer Lopez, the biggest star in our universe, has never had this kind of role before. Yeah, look, she has done action movies. It's been a little while. She says what a thrill it was for her at her age, at our age, to Mm -hmm. to have a role like this, which normally there are so few lead action roles for women. There's only a very small handful of women that are deemed suitable to carry a movie of these movies of this magnitude because, of course, they're very expensive to make. They're they're significant. And for Jennifer to step into that, for me, just felt so right. It was a no-brainer. So I was so charmed that she would say, at my age, I didn't know that I would ever be offered something like this. Course, offer the woman everything. Made this happen because it was her company, and this is what a lot of women are doing, Mm. particularly of our age, which is you got to make the material happen for yourself. No one is going to do it for you. And I guess that's also as a director, you have to pursue this stuff with such vigilance and intensity Mm. so that you can create the career you want to create. Yeah, which it, it's the same. That's the same with every project you ask any female director. Yes, oh. I do. Okay, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, I don't think she smiles once in this movie. Oh, she does. She it's, does? It's, it's well earned. Okay. I found her intensity so, I guess, not unexpected, but it made me 
feeling tense the whole time yeah. as she was and very cold. It seemed the whole movie very cold. You guys must have worn a lot of layers. Oh yeah, particularly for Jennifer who doesn't like the cold. It was some hard yards. Because we were really there, Melissa. A lot of movies of this scale lean quite heavily into CGI and a shot often in studios, as you would know, but we were on every location. It's all in camera, yeah. Wow. And she plays a sniper, and that's not a role we see women play at all. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the violence. Mm -hmm. She does it to protect her family. We're entering a world where women can do these kinds of parts. It's new, right? It's new. It's newish well, where it's, women step into... Yeah, it's new on screen, but it's not new in the world. No, no Women are combat veterans. Women make excellent snipers. It's just that cinema Focus. lags, has lagged behind in, in giving us complex and authentic female roles. Absolutely. And I found it interesting that... In the notes, they didn't put any of the names in, and I know people had names in the movie, but it was about the mother, yeah. like the universal mother. This movie is about a mother as a primal protective force. She's not a nurturer. She's, she doesn't even know her child. She has to give up her child to save that child's life when the child's born and it breaks her heart and it closes her off. The only person that isn't named in this movie is the mother. Everybody else in the film has a name, but it was not necessary to name her because something about the iconic nature of being the mother felt like it was really, and the iconic nature of the the actress that plays her, unnecessary to give her a name. The only name she wants is Mom. I found it very interesting, the juxtaposition with the wolf, the yes. mama wolf, and her cubs. Yeah. She related to that really yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, it's the animal nature of parenting. It's that, that singular truth, that fact of a mother protecting her cubs, a mother protecting her child. Just get out of the way. They, this is her abiding instinct. Was there intentionality, I don't know if you know this, to have a woman director do this I'm uh, film? Yes, I'm sure, I'm sure there was. Do you think that women, and I don't know if you have an answer to this, and I don't know if there is an answer, do these kinds of movies, the action-type movies, differently than the men? Is there a, a different uh, way yeah. that you might yeah. approach it than yeah. your male colleagues? I can't speak for anybody but myself, male or female. For me, the action is very grounded in emotion. She does not act in any superficial or gratuitous way. Everything, all of her actions are very considered, they're very instinctive, and they're always in the service of finding her child, protecting her child, raining hell down on anybody who has hurt her child. So in that yeah. way, everything is very focused. And I think in many action movies, and this is not a criticism at all, it's an observation, is that when they're constructed, the default setting is, let's do cool shit, and let's do more cool shit, and bigger and better cool shit, and 
nobody likes that more than me as an audience member. But as a filmmaker, for me, when designing action sequence or collaborating in the design of action sequences, I want to know that everything the character does is grounded in the intention of the storytelling and it is natural to and authentic behaviour for the character. She's Absolutely. not going to pick up a truck and throw it at somebody in one of my movies. <laughs> Have superhuman strength. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a little over 20 years since Whale Rider, yeah. my fave, still one of my faves, yeah. and things have changed. Yeah. They have. Yeah. So what comes to your mind first, as we've had conversations about this before, mm -hmm. of what has changed for you and other women directors? I have seen it get better. I still think there's a lot of room for it to get more better. <laughs> But, yeah, I, and I don't think that we're going to have a healthy industry that reflects the human condition if we don't have more diverse people telling the stories. And I believe that we're going to get tired of the same stories from the same points of view and hunger for more diverse storytelling. Absolutely. It's so interesting because we went from, say, zero to 20, and our minds are blown because of what that 20 does. And imagine if we can get to 50 about how different yeah. the different kinds of stories we'd see. Do you think North Country would be received differently in this climate? I think it's an incredibly relevant film for now. It's never not been relevant. I'd love to... I'd love to see that get re-released in this climate. It, Ugh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> ah, there me, you go. Me too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you think your films have a common thread through them? Yeah, I, I, it's not intentional, but I am drawn to what I'm drawn to. And I only do what I have a strong instinct for. And of course I have a strong instinct for female lead characters, but also for the human stories. And in that I would include McFarland USA, which had virtually, there are very few women in it, but was also a film I'm, I was super proud of and very happy making because it, it was a diverse story and had a lot of heart <laughs> and humanity and running in it. <laughs> it had you some action. Like, you, you like the action. Yeah. So Mulan, the experience with Mulan of it, having to have it go in the pandemic yeah. and be online and it was such a crazy time, but you made this epic movie, didn't have the wide release, and now you're working um, with Netflix where you knew yeah. it was going to be on yeah. the small screen. Mm -hmm. So... Is there a different approach? Is there a different thought process for you? No, no. there's okay. not. The movie gets made like the great big global <laughs> epic action film that it is. Look, yeah. the upside is that for the first time in my career, I was making a movie that I know would be seen by millions of people. Wherever they are, they're going to have access to this story. And... I've, that blows my mind. It's very cool. I would imagine that just knowing that you don't have to look at any box office data on Saturday morning and have yeah. somebody email you and say, oh, it was X, Y, Z, that you don't have to even 
think about that. It must be such a relief. Yeah, I yes, yeah, I suppose it is. Honestly, when you're making a film, it's such a huge undertaking, even all the way through production and post-production that I arrive at that opening weekend going, oh, that's right, I don't spend, I never spent a huge amount of time obsessing about it because it always is what it is and happily the films that I made found the audiences. You're at the top tier now of uh, women directors. You can do smaller movies, you can yeah. do big action movies, yeah. you can do all different kinds of things. Yeah. What is the next 10 years for Nikki's career look oh, like? Oh gosh, I don't know. And I've never been that person to, to have a plan. It's always a complete surprise to me. But what is really true is that when I find a piece of material that speaks to me and I think that I can do service to it, then I get married to it. And so what that project is right now, I don't know, but I, but I, I fall in love. I fall hard for projects and I certainly fell super hard for this one. I just want to talk about the reality of the world we're living in now mm -hmm. where we're a couple of days into a strike in Hollywood. I don't know if you're a WGA member, but you wrote yes, Whale Rider, so yeah. you, so, it's, it's tough. You can direct, but you can't do any writing. So what are you feeling about this moment and your colleagues and friends? What are your thought processes I, on where we are? Here we are, and we have to figure it out. And writers, every worker deserves a living wage. And writer, the structure, they're the architects of this entire industry. Is there a conflict for you between your... WGA and your DGA? Guys? No, no, there's no, no conflict. No, no, I'm right. privileged to be in both guilds. Absolutely. Thank you so much. No, thank you. I just always enjoy uh, yeah. talking with you and seeing you. I don't know if you're going back to New Zealand, but the Women's World Cup is being oh, your home country this I'm, summer. I know. I won't be there, but I'll be watching. Me too. Thank you again for your time, and it's always lovely to see you. Yeah, you too, Melissa. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to share it with a friend or better yet, follow us on Spotify and give us five stars or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Spreading the word really helps us reach as many people as possible. You can also subscribe to the Substack for the Women in Hollywood weekly newsletter of all content buying about women that is opening and streaming. You can sign up directly at womenandhollywood.com. In Her Voice is produced by Leonie Marsh, this is a Women in Hollywood Productions podcast. I'm Melissa Silverstein. Until next time, goodbye.